God's word is a fire in my bones and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Oh, good evening. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. I'll be back in just a bit. Yeah, don't be a pushover. This is do not keep silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent. Dot com. I've shared part of this in the past, but I just think it's very important for us to remember. Well, about the human condition, what is going on, not just in society, but in people's minds, how things are affected. And friends, I'm looking forward to sharing with you well, what I call the God complex, mainly because it just seems so many people today want to control others in all that they do. They really want, and maybe you do, to make sure others do what they want them to do. Friends, this is nothing more than us trying to play God or take his place. Where did this all begin? Well, near darn near the beginning of time. Friends, it says in Genesis 3, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Well, the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, you will not certainly die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for fruit and food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable to gain wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? Now, take a listen to this. The man said, the woman you put here with me gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike 
his heel to the woman. God said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband. He will rule over you. And then he said this to Adam, the very first man ever, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you. You must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and dust you will return. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Friends, there's a few things here I want to just touch on briefly, then we'll get into more of what the God complex really is. Friends, you'll notice Eve right away. She says to God, I should say to the serpent, that not only should they not eat from the tree, they should not touch it either. Now, earlier God did not say that. To want to be very clear, God actually told Adam, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, I don't even know what that is. I, a lot of people say an apple, but we don't know. So God relayed that to Adam, and then God created Eve from Adam out of the rib. So Using our minds, good judgment, using the mind God gave us, I would at least like to, well, propose that Adam probably told Eve, hey, we're not supposed to eat from that tree over there. That, that, that one tree with the knowledge of good, of good and evil, we shouldn't go over there. And then he probably did something like this. You know what? In fact, don't even touch it. I say that because, friends, we do that a lot with our own children. You know, hey, don't go near the hot stove right now. You know what? In fact, don't even touch it right now. Don't even go near it. To me, that at least makes sense. So it wasn't necessarily that Eve was making things up. Again, we don't know. And here's another thing to point out regarding this whole account of the past. In verse 6, it says that Eve took some of the fruit and she ate it. And there's something many people just seem 
to just glance over, and that's this. She also gave some to her husband, that's Adam, who was with her, and he ate it. So as Eve is, well, having this conversation with the serpent, Adam is standing right there with her. Adam, at least in my humble opinion, decided to be a wimp and not take responsibility of the situation going on. Not say, hey, whoa, 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 stop. What are you doing? Adam chose to allow his wife to take control of the situation and lord over not just the situation, but him. Now, that may offend some of you, but the reality is that's what took place here. Adam was with her, and he should have said, Eve, stop. And if she wouldn't have, you know, allow her to do that. But then when she offered it to him, he should have said, no, that is disobeying God. But instead, because they were told that they would have their eyes opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil, they both were like, yeah, you know what? Let's go for it. Let's do that. And then when they did that, both of their eyes were opened up and they realized they were naked and they started covering themselves because they were full of shame. Friends, this concern, this issue, this problem has been going on for a very long time. Adam and Eve suffered from it, as we've just heard. Moses has suffered from it, too. King David, he also suffered from it as well. And also in the story of Robin Hood, the sheriff of Nottingham, he suffered from it, too. What is it? It's what I call the God complex. Friends, it's wanting others to do things your way and then trying to force them to go your way. Let me just dig into this a bit. Even when a person doesn't want to go your way, it's basically wanting them to do what you want to do. Adam and Eve thought they were smarter than God and they tried to force him to do things their way. They did what they wanted to do and expected God just to say, okay, it's all fine and dandy. No, they believed they were right in their own eyes. Out of anger, let's take a look at Moses really quickly. He chose to disobey God and bring water from a rock without giving credit. Credit was due, for sure. King David, well, he wanted something that wasn't his. Friends, he went to the point of murdering the husband of the woman that he wanted as his own. And... In the story of Robin Hood, Sheriff of Nottingham, he took what was not his and forced others to give him their hard-earned wages to do what he thought was in his best interest through unlawful taxes. It seems that many suffer from the God complex in this day and age. Let's just be honest. It's easier to point fingers at others instead of looking at ourselves to take responsibility of what we've caused or done. 
individual responsibility is so very important. Being willing to choose to obey God, love him by carrying out his commandments. We need to start doing that, friends. We need to deal with it. Let me give you two examples of the God complex that are going on today. Friends, part of it is the struggle of wanting to do the right thing. And please hear this completely tonight. Part of it is we know what's right. We know what the Bible says. And then in the process, sometimes we Christians try to force others to do what we know is right. What do I mean? Well, hang with me here. Do we know that the Bible is pretty clear that we should help those who are poor among us? Well, the answer to that is yes. Jesus talks about it a lot. Paul writes about it as well. I mean, the early church dealt with this as well. They they shared what they had with the believers. But we know that they owned things in the early church because when Ananias and Sapphira came with their well, their gift, their donation, their tithe. They told everyone, we gave you everything. And Peter, well, asked them, uh, you sure about that? Both Ananias and Sapphira died lying to the Holy Spirit. Not because they didn't give at all. That's something so many people seem to forget today. Again, we know that we should help the poor among us. But it's when we force others to help the poor where we get the God complex. We've bought into a lie from the world. Here, let me just give you an example. Again, should we help others, let's just say, especially children who are hurting, Let's say they're hungry. We hear all the time now today about, well, shortage of food or food going badly. So we should just give it away. I'm not necessarily against that at all. But we need to do it biblically and not just through selfishness. Of course we should help children. But once we decide to support the taking of someone else's fruit from their labor in order for us to help others, we need to realize that we're really no better than the sheriff of Nottingham or King David when he imposed his will on Uriah and Bathsheba. Friends, I I really encourage you to think about that. Imposing our will on others and forcing them to do what we believe or know that is right Friends, that is wrong. And really, it is nothing short of trying to play God with that person. Again, the human condition, the God complex. Let me give you one more example to consider tonight. And it is on full display in society, even right now. 
not taking responsibility for one's actions and forcing others to do actions a person desires. Here's the example. When we see or hear someone pointing fingers and we try to play the blame game with Hollywood or the music industry or who knows, whatever it is, blaming someone else for what's going on, not just in society, but maybe our own lives. It's saying things like, you know, MTV needs to make better programming or some other industry things such as music. They need to stop making music that is offensive to my Christian beliefs. Friends, how about instead of pointing fingers and playing the blame game, you stop watching programming or listening to music that's against God and his ways. Take personal responsibility. Be accountable to Almighty God. And parents, I encourage you to stop allowing your children to listen to ungodliness. If they are living under your roof, God has given you those children, and they are your responsibility, not the state's, and certainly not some school, not even the church's responsibility. They are your responsibility. Almighty God has given you those children. Sure, you know what? If people are talking about this abhorrent programming, this abhorrent music that goes against God, you can let people know that you watch something else or, you know, read a book or whatever. But I encourage you to stop guilt tripping people into submitting what you want them to watch or you want them to read. We need to tell people the truth. We need to allow people to make their own choices and their own decisions. That is true love. And with that, we need to let the God-instituted natural law of consequences and benefits that God Almighty put into place take its rightful place. If people desire to fill their minds with evil, they will soon figure out that this path leads to death and destruction. We need to lovingly allow people to choose their own way and have the opportunity to grow and become mature and complete in Christ if they so choose to do so. If they don't, it's going to be on their own head. Now, as we continue here and we start seeing this as well, the struggle comes when the person choosing death and destruction, the person that's choosing to live an evil way, to fill their minds with evil ways, and they want to drag you down that path too and then force you to go their way. They force you to take care of their just consequence that happened in their life be whatever it is. And they want to force you and steal what God has given to you to help them. Then what? Well, 
Straight up, that's a whole nother matter. But suffice it to say, the power of no is powerful. And that does not make you a jerk or a mean person if on an individual level you are saying, no, right now I can't do that. I have my responsibilities that God has given to me to take care of. I need to take the fruit of my labor and pay my own bills. I need to help my wife, you know, with her car payment, whatever it is. I need to feed my own children. I need to give my children shelter. I work my job. I get the fruit of my labor, the wage that I've earned, and then I get to, get this, pay my bills. So when someone comes in and says, no, you can't do that. Well, friends, that is wrong. And that is them trying to play the God complex on you. Again, the power of no is very powerful. We need to get to a point in society where we say, I've had enough. No, it is okay to say no. And again, that is not mean a jerk or a meanie. It's saying, God has given me responsibility that I need to take care of. And with that in mind, I've had many people say, well, Jason, what, what about, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. We should all help one another. Well, I've got some thoughts on that as well. This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast. Your daily spiritual energy drink. With your host, Jason DeZurich. We've almost all heard the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. Most hearing this probably even think that this is not only true, but you're probably thinking it's a great and encouraging saying. Well, friends, please bear with me as I tell you not so much. You see, years ago, I was discipled and mentored by a pastor for almost 15 months who seriously challenged me in my thinking with this phrase. He allowed me to not only make the claim to defend this phrase, but then he allowed me to give him what I perceived as a good argument for it. Secretary looked at me and put his hands up and said, ah, in frustration. And I was like, what? Well, my mentor went on to tell me about how his daughter had been a missionary in Africa and how she had seen this African proverb actually play out in the real world. If you want to dig more into this, go check out our blog post titled, Does It Really Take a Village to Raise a Child? Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. And I'm almost certain there are some who heard that that are probably upset and more than likely are saying something like, well, I'm a teacher and I can help teach someone else's child or I don't have children. So are you saying it's bad to help someone with their child or that I can't help someone with their child? Friends, not at all. What I'm saying that ultimately the God-given responsibility to raise children, the primary responsibility has been given to the parents of those children. Friends, unless a person has been living under a rock or just flat out is ignoring reality, we can all see the dangerous fruit of this mindset taking over our nation. Not just in casual sex, but now in the rearing and teaching of children in our society. Getting away from the biblical principle and God-ordained institution of one man and one woman marriage certainly hasn't done our society any favors as well. 
not only mothers, but fathers are extremely important. Friends, the way forward in our society is back. We need to look at history and learn. Learn from our mistakes. Learn from our successes. Friends, for more on this, I encourage you to dig into Colossians 3, 15 through 25. And right now, as I wrap up the program, I'd like to share with you out of Ephesians 6, 1 through 9. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Friends, it goes on to say that we need to serve wholeheartedly as if we were serving the Lord, not people. Because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are a slave or free. Friends, I just encourage you. Raise your children up in godly ways. It's right there for all of us to learn from and see. Again, I also encourage you to go check out Colossians 3, 15 through 25 as we wrap up tonight. This is Do Not Keep Silent. You can find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent. Dot com. You can also find our parent ministry, Worldview Warriors, at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org, and we have a lot, and I do mean a lot, of free resources there available through our podcast, blogging. You can also find our paperback and Kindle books as well. Again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. I'll see you next time and don't be a pushover Find us online at do not keep silent.com.